Welcome to Conversations with Eddie Lyons. Pastor Eddie, how are you today? I'm doing great. That's yeah. good to hear. Uh, today we have uh, a couple of topics. Uh, we have, what do we do when God seems silent? And I've heard it put like when God seems distant or absent. Um, what happens when God seems silent, absent, or distant? Well, I think, first of all, it's important for everyone to know that this is a common experience among people of faith. Because I think sometimes people feel like, well, I don't, I don't really feel like God is here. I'm, I must be in a season of doubt. Is my faith real? Is, you know, am I really a believer? Well, and the truth is that if you read through the Psalms, you're going to encounter a lot of Psalms where the writer is actually discussing how they feel the absence of God. For instance, let's take uh, Psalm chapter 19. Okay, 1 and 2. This is how it goes. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long will my enemy be exalted over me? So, so th it is really clear that that experience is very real. You can feel the anguish of soul in this psalm. And this is one of many psalms that addresses these seasons where it feels like God is silent. So you're not, you're not crazy. You're, you're, you don't, don't conclude, number one, that God isn't there um, just because you sense his absence. And don't let it shake your faith. Because I think, I think in the question you have, you have something's communicated when God seems silent or it, God is distant. You know, the, the way that you frame that has to do with what you believe about God. Um, and, and to look at who you just talked about, David. David yes. was a man after God's own heart. Uh, David was someone who had great failure and also got to do great things for God and for his kingdom. Uh, sometimes it's easy to think through like, man, am I feeling this way because of something that I've done? Or am I feeling this way because I, I did something I don't know about and God's upset with me, so he's giving me the silent treatment. He's, he's ghosting me. He's le leaving me on red is the, is the millennial way to, way to say it. He's seen you pushing towards him, and he's gone, oh, I'm out. I don't want anything to do with you. So you're saying it, it's, it's normal. I do. So I, I would say that, number one, um, don't be shocked. Okay. Don't come to those conclusions. Read through the psalm. Understand that there are many people in the Bible who felt the absence of God for a season. Yeah. It doesn't mean that he was absent or he was not attentive. I mean, it is still true that he watches over us, counts the hairs on our head. He knows our thoughts before we say them. Mm -hmm. I mean, all of that remains true even though you're not feeling his presence. So that brings me to my second thing that I, I think you have to go to, and that is... You can't live on feelings. Okay. You have to live on truth. Okay. So, for instance, um, I remember when John F. Kennedy Jr. was killed in an airplane accident, and I began to read the details of that, and he was a very smart, educated man. He had piloted his own airplane for many years. So he was taking a trip one stormy night— he had his wife and his sister-in-law with him, 
And on the trip, because it was so stormy, you couldn't see. The visibility was not there. And he was not flying with instruments. Actually, it would be recommended in, under those circumstances to fly only with instruments, but he didn't. And he, with a full set of feelings that were confident, drove that plane into the ocean because what he thought was up was actually down. Hmm. And he and his wife and his sister-in-law all died. So what's the point? Feelings are very unreliable. Now, feelings can drive our life. So when we have these feelings that God is absent, that's when it's real important to go back to the Word of God and to state what is true, basically because that's the revelation of God, even though I don't feel it. So what bolsters you because feelings are—I've heard it said feelings are, are real, but they're not reliable. We can't just take our feelings yeah. and say— we don't, we just not, we're not going to listen to them. I think we become robots in that sense. And I think feelings are probably an indicator of something that's happening in our hearts. Um, how do you take those feelings and how do you bolster them down? What, what tethers you to, to truth or to something that is reliable? Um, what does that look like? Okay, so my go-to would always be when you don't feel the presence of God, engage the spiritual disciplines very faithfully. So what that means is you need to be praying every day. Whether you sense God's presence or not, you need to be praying to him. You need to be reading the Word of God. You, you need to just like let the Word of God shape your understanding of reality, really in opposition to your feelings. Hmm. Somebody's trying to get a hold Someone of you. Someone is. So, so you, you take spiritual disciplines, and that's what bolsters you. I, I think that's so important because right now we live in a space where Truth is relative. Yes. And hey, what, whatever you, whatever you're good with, is good for you. How does Scripture bolster that, dr- drill that down in your heart and in your life, even when you're not feeling it? What does that look like for you? Where maybe you've had a season of, you know, people call it a dry season or a season yeah. where you don't hear from God. Have you ever had a season like that, or what does that look like for you? Is God ever silent in your Bible reading? Oh, absolutely. There are rich times where I sense His presence, and I. I really feel like he's teaching me, and there are other times when it's just like, well, okay, I did it. But here's the deal. If God made me, and I'm breathing, and my heart is beating, and I'm thinking about God, in those very basic ways, he is manifesting his presence with me and in me. And I read the Word of God, and I just have to trust that what the Word of God says is true. Hebrews 11. I love Hebrews 11. Faith is the uh, substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. It is impossible to live a life with God without moving into serious seasons of faith belief. I believe it, I don't feel it. Yeah. The Bible also says in that passage that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Mm-hmm. Then I remember that in the Bible, there are a lot of people that had seasons where God seemed absent. I mean, I think about Joseph. Joseph had some really bad seasons. He was hated by his brothers, sold into slavery, went to Egypt, succeeded. Then he was thrown in prison because of a false accusation. And I'm sure Joseph wondered, God, are you ever going to show up? Yeah. That's true for David. David sought after God. He, he began 
to serve in the in the army of of uh, Saul. He was exceedingly successful. Mm-hmm. Became very very popular, uh, and then the king's heart turned against him. But David, in those seasons, while he's walking around the caves, trying to survive, encourages himself in the Lord. He gets away, regroups. He remembers God is there. Um, all of these are very real things. Even Jesus on the cross, here he is, the Son of God. For the first time, I think, in the, the Trinity's existence, there is this separation when Jesus carries the sin of the world, and Jesus cries out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Now, did God really forsake Jesus? No. Why was Jesus willing to go through that kind of a situation? Because there was a redemptive purpose that ultimately was declared and shown. Yeah. Uh, And even Jesus, when he's tempted by Satan, was shown, hey, you could have the world. That's a quieting of the Father's voice in his life and shown other things. And how does he respond? Scripture. Right. It, it, it always yes, goes back to what so good, is Jared. truth. What is, yes. what is it that we hold on to when something else seems better? When something else seems like, I don't know, God's not talking to me, so I guess I'll go find something else. Um, wh- what else would you say are things that you can hold on to when God seems silent? What's another spiritual discipline that you'd you say? Know, I, I think one that's very important when I'm weak is I've got to borrow other people's faith I need to lean into the fellowship of other believers. I need to have them speak into my life. I, I need to watch their faith and see that God is fully present with them, and God's doing stuff, and they're celebrating that, because I'm going to borrow that, and I'm going to let that help me get through my season of silence. So I think that the spiritual discipline of Bible study, worshiping God on Sunday, um, all of that's very important. You know, one, one of the things I, I see in Scripture is this. You have to act your way into right feelings. Hmm. So you come on Sunday and worship God with everybody else, hear the voices around you, yeah. proclaim the goodness of God, the presence of God, uh, and in that moment, you are acting yourself into right feelings. Yeah. Um, I've heard it said two things. I'm stealing phrases from people that I don't remember. I'm sure they stole it from someone else, but, um, you can't go out and buy a 30 year walk with Christ whenever you need it. You know, it's like saving money. If you need 10 grand and you haven't been saving, Uh it's it's not just going to show up in your bank account when you show up in need, but two, we need to, to bolster these relationships. We need to grow relationships in good seasons so that, man, things might be going great for you right now. Share that. There might be someone yeah. out there that isn't in a great season yeah. that needs to borrow your faith, that needs to just have a friend who needs to have someone that they can rely on now that things are going great, and yeah. that's awesome. That is so true. But things might not be going great in a year or in five years or in yes. 10 years, Yes, uh, that you need those relationships strong so that when stuff happens, they're there. Uh, the other thing that I've heard, which is a, a theft from someone else, is that uh, a joy shared is doubled and a grief yes. shared is halved. Right. Um, I've been there with people where as soon as the words come out of my mouth about something that's going on, it, it's like a weight gets lifted off my shoulders uh-huh. because someone else knows it. When, when I've had seasons of, of you know, dry season or God seems distant and I've just vocalized that to someone else, it's like the world kind of just lets a, a weight off of me yes. um, to, to, to 
put those two spiritual disciplines together, I've, I've had seasons of dryness, uh, of God being silent or whatever you want to call it. And I've gone, man, I'm just not seeing God in my Bible. And I've, I said that to someone and they said, show me what you're reading, which one was, a, was right. a good check to make sure I'm reading my Bible. Yeah. But two, I'm reading it and I'm going, I'm just not seeing it. And that person walked through and said, you, you see this part, you see how God acted on behalf of the Israelites, or you see what God's doing here. And it was so good because I just didn't see it because of the lens that I was looking at my life through. I was looking at it going, God, I'm just not feeling it. I'm not seeing it. But I needed someone else to sit with me and go, man, I see this. I see this. I see God moving in this way. That really opened things up for me. Are, are, are there any other spiritual disciplines or any other aspects to this that you'd say? Well, one, one thing that comes to my mind is um, there was one time when Jesus was preaching, the crowd turned against him. And they, they start leaving him. And he turns to the disciples. He says, are you going to leave me too? Yeah. And Peter says, where are we going to go? You're the only one who has the words of life. So, you know, you're in a season of, of silence or, or absence of God. So what are you going to do? Yeah. You're just going to, like, be your own God? All you got is what you got, and you don't have very much? So the only option for me is to pr- practically is I'm going to lean into God. Mm-hmm. I am going to continue by faith to believe in the goodness of God. I am going to seek him daily because he rewards those who are diligently seeking him. So um, that's, that's where we have to live. Um, that, that sounds very practical and unspiritual, but I think it's so important to remember he is God. And if your heart is beating and you are breathing, he's manifesting his presence with you because the moment he leaves, you're gone. Yeah. Yeah. Diligence isn't always exciting. You're right. Diligence isn't always yes. the thing that I'm like, man, I'm, I can't wait to be diligent today. Yeah. No, I want to feel good. I want everything to happen around me. But if we're diligently seeking him, we'll be found by, he'll, he'll be found by us. Uh, One last thing, yeah. Jared. Um, when you're having those seasons, uh, it, sometimes it takes a while. And if you'll spend time with the Lord and with other people, you may actually begin to identify, why do I feel this season of the absence of God? Has there been a loss? Sure. Has there been a disappointment? Um, it, are there relational problems going on in your life? And all of that clouds your thinking. It messes with your feeling, your sense of well-being. Um, but that sometimes takes time to figure out. And I think sometimes God <clears throat> sends us to our room hmm. in silence for us to figure it out. So I do think that those times of the absence and the silence of God, um, if we will continue our spiritual disciplines and talk to the right people. Remember, the church is the body of Christ, yeah. so he's there. Yeah. Go go hang out at church. Yeah. You know, you'll see him. Um, it, it gives us space to be able to unpack what's going on in our lives. And then there are times when there's no reason. Sure. And yeah. that's when faith just has to kick in. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's both. It, it's it's an incredible thing, but I I think that's where the church is uniquely equipped to say, hey, y- you could be going through a really hard season. You could yes. be going through a season that's just been fine, and you're just not feeling it. Yes. And the blood of Christ still covers you. You are still saved, safe, found, hidden in Him because of what Jesus did. And your feelings aren't always going to follow that. Your feelings aren't always going to reflect what salvation has done for you. And we'll figure that out together. We'll help each other in that. We'll serve each other and love each other well. You know, at the end of the day, you can always go back to the gospel and celebrate the fact 
that God declared his love for you so profoundly that he sent his son, and his son came to this earth, went to a cross, paid for your sin, died for you, and then he rose again because he wants you. I mean, there do we need anything else to declare that God is good, he is for us, and he is here? Yeah, that's a good word. Pastor, thank you. Thanks for checking in, and we'll see you next time. 